So get this, a blonde and a brunette walk into a bar, bathroom, and become best friends and start a podcast. Hey, what's up? I'm Ashley Volrath. I'm Jenny Valier, And you're listening to Miss Independence. Aishwarya Gulani was recently crowned Miss India USA and is currently a medical student aspiring to become an ophthalmologist. Beauty, brains, and vision is what epitomizes Aishwarya's profile right from school valedictorian, Wharton business graduate, Mayo Clinic researcher and publisher to medical school student with simultaneous artistic achievements like her Bharatnatyam. Did I say that right? <laughs> Bharatnatyam, yeah. Bharatnatyam. Arangetram, while mentoring and leading her community locally and internationally focused to eradicate needless blindness from the world. Aishwarya has always been avidly involved in her surrounding community, and as she progresses through her medical education, she has had the opportunity to provide care all around the world for underprivileged populations. Her work with healthcare globally is something she wants to continue to work towards to improve global health disparities worldwide. As a physician and current title holder of Miss India USA, it is her belief and mission to spread the idea that people can pursue both medicine and their passion. That is incredible. Tell us a little bit about yourself from your childhood to what you have going on right now. Well, thank you so much again for um, interviewing me. I'm so excited. So I was born and raised in Florida with my two parents and my younger brother. So both my parents are actually physicians, which is where I initially got my interest in medicine because, you know, sick days would always be following them to their office. From there, I really grew into myself in high school when I did my birth, Matthew Marangetum, which is considered the graduation for the classical dance form. And it's a two-hour long performance, solo performance that we do um, in front of X amount of people and we you invite everyone you know and it's like a really big stepping stone for me in my life because that's when I really got in touch with my culture um, because especially growing up here it was really hard to balance both sides of that and so that was a really great point in my life in high school and then from there I graduated um, valedictorian as you said from my high school and went on to the University of Pennsylvania where I pursued a business degree along with my pre-med requirements because I was pretty sure that I wanted to go into medicine. So I kind of told myself, like, instead of doing biology or the other science subjects that I know I'm already interested in, why not branch out and try something that I haven't really had much exposure to um, in high school? So I went for a business degree, and it was really incredible to be able to learn about healthcare in a business sense, such as all the other players in the healthcare field. And from there, I'm now a first-year medical student, and it has been everything and more that I could have dreamed of. So I'm so far loving it. So what got you interested in your career path? It originally started with my parents who were both physicians. Um, so that's where I kind of really got involved and interested in medicine. But I really got into it myself during one summer where I got a grant from Penn to go to the city in South India called Pondicherry, where I did research with Arvin's Eye Hospitals. And during this time, I did research, but I also got to shadow some of the physicians during my downtime, and I followed them to what they call an eye camp, where they provide free eye checkups. 
um, to the rural population. And this was really incredible because I got to see what an impact the healthcare workers can really make on the underprivileged population that are present, not only globally, but also in our own local communities. And so that's what inspired me to not only become a doctor, but a doctor for the people around us. What led you towards that direction of medicine? It's one of those fields where I don't think, any, I believe that no one should be blind. And I know that every eye issue can definitely be fixed. And I've seen it firsthand during my shadowing time and during my time at Barman Eye Hospitals. And I've seen how the simple gift of sight can change people's lives. And I have just always been so fascinated by that, that I want to be a part of that movement of giving people their sight and their life back. That is awesome. Talk to us a little bit more about your pageant journey and how it led you to become Miss India USA and why you chose that pageant system. It's actually kind of a funny story. Um, If you asked me a year ago, I would have never said that I would get involved in pageants, let alone be a pageant title holder. Um, But there was a pageant happening in Jacksonville, and we had known people who had gone in this pageant system. So we were like, let's try it out. It'd be a really great way um, to, you know, just like showcase my talent because like I said I've been doing birth matium since I can remember and I was like this would be a really awesome opportunity so I tried it out and then went to nationals in January and ended up winning and it was really incredible because I think um, being a medical student and being a title holder is so rare that it's been quite a unique journey trying to balance both but it's also showed me the pros and cons of both types of lifestyles and I think it's been great for me personally to be able to be in touch with my culture and also promote my culture through this amazing platform. So what are all of the competitions that you have to compete in? In order to do Miss India USA, you have to do the state title first. So Miss India Florida and then national, which is Miss India USA. And now in October, I'll be competing for worldwide in India if that happens, hopefully with (laughs) everything going on. Right. And I love that you are beauty and brains. There's been so many stereotypes about pageant women not being educated and the pageant solely focusing on beauty. So what would you have to say to those negative stereotypes surrounding pageantry? Pageantry is honestly something that should be empowering for women. People who go up on that stage and are able to speak in front of judges and showcase their talent are quite the opposite of people who are uneducated. They are so confident and they have so much to show to the entire world that they deserve a platform like this to be able to speak to others and they all have these amazing causes that they work for that it's honestly inspiring and i think the people who compete in pageants have such great motivation that i really think that stereotype doesn't exist anymore and i can see where it came from way back when but in today's day and age it's quite incredible to see the kind of women who get up on that stage Okay, so the current question is, how has the pandemic affected you between your schooling and being a title holder? (laughs) Well, for schooling, first off, it made us go online, which hasn't been the worst thing because I've been able to spend a lot of time with family, which is always great because otherwise it's always being on the go. But in terms of being uh, the title holder, it's kind of been good and bad. It was a little sad at first because a lot of the appearances and things I was supposed to do um, got canceled. But I've been able to use COVID as a way to give back because 
now more than ever, people in our country are in need, and this is a really great time to like give back. Um, and now we also have the time to plan ways to donate and give back. So actually, this past week, uh, we had a COVID nurses project for Nurses Week, and we partnered with a local bakery that was also kind of suffering from COVID, and we partnered with the cultural center in Ponte Vedra and gave back to nurses at two of our hospitals um, a little thank you. And we sent around an e-card to people from all over the country who signed and sent sweet little messages. And I think it was a really great way to give back to some of the frontline healthcare workers who have been working day and night through this whole pandemic. So in that sense, it's been really great to be able to sit down and give back to the people who truly deserve to be thanked during this time. I also was able to partner with Ronald McDonald House and give back to them, which um, they kind of have a personal soft spot for me because I was in ADPI during undergrad and their national charity is Ronald McDonald House, which we worked with through all of undergrad, would always go and hang out with the kids, bake with them, um, always just spend time with them during difficult times. So Ronald McDonald House has definitely been one that I've always been working with. And prior to that, in this past year in medical school, we've been working in the community at large um, by hosting free clinics for the rural population. So just giving them a free workup, checkup, providing them medications that they normally would not be able to afford. And I think the best part of it all is when you check them out and you say, how did it go in Spanish? And their eyes light up because we have just brought so much to them and it's just an incredible feeling. So I think that's one of, especially going into medicine more and more, and it keeps driving me that feeling at the end, knowing that like you've done such a simple task, but helped them in such a large way. So I was just curious, uh, what are some of your biggest goals right now? Right now, one of my biggest goals is definitely getting through my medical school career. And in terms of being a title holder, I really hope to be able to build this platform because I think I'm in such a unique position where I'm a medical student and a pageant title holder that I really want to work and speak to women to encourage them to pursue their passions as well because I think a lot of times we fall into this one track mind where we pursue a career or something but we forget about our side passions but I think it's really feasible for others to be able to take on things that they really care about and do both. And so that's something I really hope to spread the message about and work towards within this next year. Hopefully win this international pageant. But besides that, where do you see yourself in five to 10 years? Hopefully as a practicing physician, but also as an advocate um, for women to really pursue uh, their passions, because I think it's an incredible opportunity when someone is able to go for what they want and Usually people are passionate about multiple things, like everyone goes for their career, but there's they're always still passionate about that sport they used to play in high school or that instrument they used to play. And I feel like that's the first thing that they give up when you grow up. And so I just want to encourage people to keep going after what they used to be passionate in and what they are, because it is possible and you do have the time and you do have the capabilities to go after that. And I just hope to be able to keep talking and speaking about that and also practicing that too because even if this rain ends next year I still would like to be um, dancing or whatever to keep in touch with my culture which is what I'm passionate about outside of medicine. 
you had talked about India and your family is from there, you said? Uh-huh. So, and you visited before and hopefully, fingers crossed, you'll get to go again for your pageant. But uh-huh. can you talk to us about what it means to be of Indian descent and proud of your heritage? Being Indian American, I think, is one of the greatest blessings I've gotten because I have the best of both worlds, um, for lack of better terms. But I think, especially growing up here, I've been able to see the American culture and had that whole American dream, but I've had the Indian roots to back me up through it all. And I think that put together has been the reason I've gone through everything I have, been successful or not. Um, And I think that's what pushes me forward too, because being able to showcase both sides of that is something that I didn't have when I was younger. And I only grew into that, um, honestly, after I did my birth, Matthew, and gave them. And so I know how lucky I am to have that. And I hope that all other Indian Americans are able to understand the importance of that because it's so unique. And it's definitely something that um, personally is keeping me going. I think that also it's really interesting that we have you on the podcast, given the current circumstances um, mm-hmm. right now with the virus and whatnot. Um, and we've heard a little bit about y- the effect it's had on you and your reign. And um, I'm just curious, what is your perspective as a uh, future healthcare provider, um, how it's going to affect our community and how we can stay safe, stay healthy, give us some tips. I think the main thing that has to change is mindset. I think people need to act um, for the greater community, not for themselves anymore. And I think just that mindset, meaning like, okay, I should wear a mask because it helps other people stay safe, not necessarily just me. I think that will go a long way. And hopefully now that things are reopening and um, people will be able to implement that and we will try and avoid a second peak but I do think this unfortunately is going to change the next year for us in terms of education like in terms of school systems and everything traveling for sure but yeah I think mindset's the number one thing that people need to change right now I like that that's awesome what got you started with Mm -hmm. dance I've been dancing for Thratium uh, which Jenny knows how to say perfectly now Um, and I've been doing that since I was six years old. Um, it's actually a funny story. I, my mom put me in that when I was younger because that's what a lot of Indian parents put their kids into because it's, uh, Indian cultural dance and I hated it. I hated every minute of it for the first few years. Um, and then finally I like grew into it and realized what an opportunity it was. And I started to love it when I started, um, prepare for my own gate throne, which is, um, the graduation. And alongside of that, I also uh, did dance in school, so hip hop and ballet. Um, And then in college, I was able to join some dance teams where we did a fusion of all of the above. And we would dance and have shows and dance for fun, basically, aside from all the other stresses in college. Can you talk about how you had to prepare for that? It was definitely one of the hardest summers, but it took... It took a village first off because the way they put on this graduation is basically like a small wedding. Like we had 400 people there. We had a whole hall, decorations, everything. Um, and the two hour dance itself, um, I went to go live with my dance teacher who lived a couple hours away. And basically I would go stay with her for half the week. And it was kind of like a boot camp where I would just, I would wake up, I would dance for two hours, like, you know, have my normal day and then dance for two more hours in the evening. 
and that was after building up to the two hours for the past year basically it was definitely a lot looking back but the way you build it up and the stamina that you get um I accredit it all to my teacher who we call guru because she really brought that out of me wow oh my gosh okay so you said you have to graduate and I'm just curious, is this a tradition that it's two hours long? What were you graduating? What was, like, give us the ins and outs of why exactly were you on a stage or in front of everyone dancing for two whole hours? <laughs> no, yeah, so it is It is a tradition. Um, and basically this is called, it's called a graduation because after this, technically you're accredited to teach this to anyone. Um, I don't know if I'll teach in the future, but I do know that, like, it is definitely a stepping stone to say you've learned this dance form if you've done this Angetha, basically. Um, and a lot of people have, a lot of people have um, learned Bharatanatyam that I know. Um, and doing the Arangetham is a pretty big deal. And some people do it in two or three people, like they do it in groups, like two or three of them do, the, do it together. Um, so they break it up like that. But the two hours is the normal one. Um, and it's really unique because every teacher teaches differently, but the backbone of the dance is the same. So I have compared with some of my friends before, like we have the same exact dance, but minute variations, um, which is really cool because it's like you're kind of connected to each other by learning this dance form. That is so insane to me. I can't even think that. That's like basically preparing for a pageant. Right. <laughs> so yeah. you've got it nailed down then for preparing for the pageant. Yeah, a five minute talent is like totally doable after <laughs> <Yeah>. this. <laughs> You're like, that's nothing. <laughs> that's so cool. How do I cut it down? <laughs> right. So, question in the dance, do you do the same variations over and over again? Because I've been taking a dance class and. Mm-hmm. It's like a two-minute song, and I somehow managed to forget the first dance move of the song or the dance every single time. I don't understand how you could have sat through two hours worth of just memorization of a dance. Well, again, it's like you build up to it. So I had been doing it since I was six years old, Um, and so slowly but surely, like, by the time I was eight, I had learned one of the dances. By the time I was nine, I had learned two of the dances, and et cetera, et cetera. So, like, by the time I did my Rangetham, that first dance I had been doing for four years or whatever. Um, so, at that point, it's just muscle memory. But, yeah, of course, it definitely takes time the first time around. And I definitely struggled a lot with it when I first started because it's it's just so different from anything else because you have the dance moves, then you actually have the facial expressions um, which is a whole nother component. Um, and so putting it all together, all came together at the end, but it was definitely a work in progress over the six, over six years by the time I graduated. So yeah, it was definitely a long process. You <laughs> so seem... don't worry, you, you'll, <laughs> you'll get your dance <laughs> That's amazing. Ashley's trying to do two minutes. <laughs> uh, so you Obviously, you're in things for the long run, and you'll keep at it until you achieve it. Who has been a role model or a mentor in your life to achieve everything that you're after? Well, I mean, you were after that, graduating, and then with your schoolwork and the pageantry, all of those take a lot of effort and dedication. So who is that person? I would say my parents, because they have also been of the same mindset always. They've always 
worked hard and payoff is always in the long run. And I've seen that through their careers and through even their parenting styles. Um, and I think that's just been embedded in me because of that. It's kind of like that whole just work now and eventually it will pay off. Yeah, I think it's really been them. And they're also the ones who've also always encouraged me and pushed me towards doing my best, even when I feel like I can't do it sometimes. So it's definitely been them. You seem really accomplished, but tell us some of your challenges mm-hmm. um, because we've heard how incredible you are, all of these awesome goals and things that you've achieved. But I think that one of the things that makes us all such good competitors, not only in pageantry, but just in life, is just the obstacles. So mm-hmm. share with us something crazy that's happened to you throughout your lifetime. Um, so I guess I'll share two things. One of my biggest obstacles in life was, and I kind of touched on this earlier, was kind of accepting that I was Indian American early on. In elementary school and stuff, I would always push it off and be like, no, there's no part of me that relates to Indian culture or whatever. Um, And so overcoming that was definitely one of my biggest obstacles because I think I freed a large part of me when I realized that and I was able to embrace it a lot after my engagement and definitely when I got into college more. And then... Secondly, actually with this pageant system, so when I did Miss India Florida, I actually didn't win. I got first runner-up, and that was my first pageant ever, and I was devastated. I was like, okay, this is not for me. Like, 100%, I am a medical student at school. That is my thing. Like, I'm not a beauty queen. Like, what was I thinking? And then my mom encouraged me to go to nationals because they invite the people who place to nationals. And then obviously I won, but I think from that, I know that I am sometimes ready to give up a little too easily. And that's definitely something that I have to thank my parents for pushing me over that obstacle usually um, and encouraging encouraging me to try again. Because sometimes it's very easy to be in my comfort zone because medical school is it's not easy, but it's what I've always done and always wanted. So it's very easy to just like fall back into that. Whereas like picking myself up going nationals another time without even a proper title per se, um, was definitely difficult. And you're so inspirational because a lot of people, when they become a title holder, will take a year off school. But you said it's your belief and mission to be both a physician and hold a title. So how do you balance the both of those? And, you know, what's your priority? <laughs> well, yeah. So that's definitely been a work in progress. And honestly, I'm learning along the way. But I I guess priority is definitely medical school because that doesn't stop for you but it's but being a pageant title holder is kind of like for lack of better terms it's like a hobby it's like I do it because I enjoy it so it's never been a task for me like so when I I actually when I planned the COVID nurse project like that was exciting because I was like this is a really awesome way to use this platform and to give back to healthcare workers two things that I really care about and then today actually we just posted this video with the other sister queens and it took a lot of editing and like planning and wearing makeup for the first time in a couple of weeks (laughs) but it was exciting and it was fun so it wasn't really a task but you make the time for it and you realize what you can can't do like unfortunately yeah I can't well now everything's canceled but before I couldn't I had to say no to a couple of appearances that were in New York and New Jersey because I can't be traveling all the time on weekends because I do have work to do but at the same time that 
appearances that were in Orlando, I was like, yes, I can definitely take a day off and go and do this. So it's definitely difficult because I know it's not being Miss India USA full time, which is also different for the pageant directors. But I think it's been great because I, the things I've been doing are things that I actually care about and things that I want to do with the platform. So that's made it a little easier. From someone who has so much going on, so much on their plate, what's your advice to women seeking two different passions? Mm-hmm. I think go for it is all I can say. Go figure out one first, and then when you're stable, just do the other one. Like I think you are more capable than you think you are. And also, when you have that much on your plate, you realize that you can work harder than you knew you could. And if you're actually passionate about it, you will be able to make time for it. And I think that's the biggest thing I've learned because time hasn't stopped my, and the things I have to do have immensely increased, but I have not been stressed about it at all because I genuinely love both of these things so much. Uh, is there a favorite quote that you have that you live by at all? Yeah. So I actually said this in the pageant. It's by Walt Disney, who's obviously a fan favorite of all Floridians. Um, and the best way to get started is to stop talking and start doing. Oh, I like that a lot. So are you a Disney World fan? And when in Florida, what's your favorite spot, location? Where do you enjoy to hang out? Well, yes, definitely a Disney World fan. And you mean anywhere in Florida? or Anywhere. Okay. Well, definitely Miami, I think. Um, I lived there for one year, and it is so beautiful and when you go to Miami you feel like there's no stress in the world so encourage that for everyone (laughs) amen (laughs) so do you ever dream of competing for the Miss Universe organization maybe Um, (laughs) I guess you could say it is a distant dream Um, but you've got time (laughs) yeah that is true Um, I guess we'll see how things go with this first and then take it from there (laughs) baby steps i love it yeah baby (laughs) steps but definitely well we appreciate you taking the time to do this especially Mm -hmm. you being so busy i'm sure you kind of like this break that we've all been given thanks to covid19 it's definitely been nice and like i was saying spending time with family a lot so that's always good right Um, Well, we wrap up every interview with 10 there's or that questions, so we're going to fire them off, and then you answer them as fast as you can. Are you ready? Okay. Oh, God. Okay. (laughs) All right. Med student or title holder? Med student. Coffee or tea? Coffee. (laughs) Natural or glam? Glam. Dogs or cats? Um, Neither. (laughs) (laughs) Neither. (laughs) Uh, what pet do you like? <laughs> um, I'm actually like allergic to dogs and cats. <laughs> okay, noted. Fish. <laughs> yeah, I guess fish. <laughs> Netflix or YouTube? Netflix. Phone call or text? Uh, text. Facebook or Instagram? Instagram. Beauty or brains? <laughs> <laughs> Only a both. <laughs> Beach or mountains? Mountains. Night out or cozy night in? Cozy night in. Yay, you passed. Uh, (laughs) Well, tell our listeners how they can keep up with you and follow your journey. Well, you can follow me on Instagram. My handle is Aishwarya Gulani. And 
on Facebook, it's the same. And go and like the Missing New USA page. Awesome. You can follow everything there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you guys so much. Well, hey, thanks for hanging out with us. If you've enjoyed our podcast, we would love to have you back. Yeah, feel free to subscribe and give us your review, hoping for five stars. Join us next time, and thanks for listening.